The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. My name is Jeremy Wiseman. I'm joined by Jerry Karaya, and we have a lot to go through this, this uh, week. Maybe too much for one single show, but we're going to do our best. Uh, Jerry, you've been very active on Twitter. Um, let's see if it lasts. But you've been putting out some great stuff, great content this week. Um, let's just quickly start with one, which is the gold price and the U.S. debt, because they just raised, they just went into more debt this past week in the Oof. U.S. Did they ever? So we were being fed, obviously, the news and the scare tactics regarding the debt ceiling issue and um, how how this had to go to the Supreme Court and get oh, this passed by Congress. Threaten, threaten the shutdowns and people wouldn't get paid and all yeah, of that stuff. Life will end if we do not raise the debt ceiling once more. Uh, we've seen this over 50 times. Anyways, since raising the debt ceiling, which was suspended... Uh, they suspended that debt ceiling a month ago. So June 3rd, they raised the debt ceiling. Okay. And off to the races, the U.S. went with deficit spending. Reckless deficit spending. The U.S. national debt spiked by $851 billion since they raised that debt ceiling just a month ago. So that, like, that was a coiled spring, wasn't it? Like, they were How waiting much? for that a, almost a trillion dollars in a matter of a month. And now the, oh, wow. the, they're sitting at around 32, 33 trillion and counting. It's 32, but moving quick. But moving rapidly. And where is it going? We know, we know money's flowing, ebbs and flows, money laundering, who's getting paid. It's just disgusting of where this money is going. And, you know, this is the reason why. I mean, we're, we're, we're in a campaign now, the, the, the elections next year, and we have DeSantis and a lot of news coming out around, you know, J, uh, our Robert F. Kennedy Jr., he's running a lot of traction now. It's getting exciting. And, you know, part of one of Trump's uh, campaign, one of his promises was, was um, reviving the impoundment. And that was something very interesting, I what thought. What is that? Very interesting. It basically slashes wasteful spending. That the Constitution says that they can, that the president has the authority. If he sees this, this is wasteful spending. He can cut it, and his his promise would be to cut the deficit spending, which is great. And we'll see if that can reduce inflation. He says this is could this possibly reduce inflation, but he, it, it definitely should come about. And I think that we should, you know, bring back the Constitution. You know, the the whole thing about deficit spending is that. When you can just do it with impunity, it leads back to a question we've asked several times on the show, and I see more and more people asking it: Why are you? Why are we paying taxes? Mm -hmm. If you can just if you can just deficit spend and create money with impunity, then why are you taxing us? You don't need our money. You simply just created a trillion dollars, which is probably more than the than the U.S. can produce in a month inside of a month from their GDP. So why are you why are you uh, chasing after us? And then they say, oh, then they're raising interest rates on you, right? Mm -hmm. Which is hurting everything for all businesses. Mm -hmm. I I I feel like it's it's a second pandemic because they're basically want to finish off the 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 businesses that didn't last mm -hmm. or that barely made it through that the pivoted. first one. Yeah. 
you know, they've got their lines of credit then and the, the rates are going up. I saw something this week saying that if they raise interest rates in Canada to 5%, you'll have a tough time getting uh, getting approved for a $350,000 mortgage. I saw that. Imagine how quickly the market could start coming down. Now, it, the whole thing is becoming ridiculous. So now we go to um, the deputy prime minister at a supermarket where in pure communist style, they took down all the price tags because it wouldn't look good. It, it's, it's actually the type of thing you would expect from North Korea. That's right. Right? Yeah. Oh, got to make the optics look good. Take the price tags off because we don't want, the, we don't want people knowing mm -hmm. the truth out there mm -hmm. that the prices are That's rising. That's exactly what I thought about. And, and so now they want to um, – so what is it? They're giving some sort of rebate Couple on hundred. groceries and um, – Okay, so we're going to, um, you know, I like analogies. I'm going to use another one. Throw it, at, throw it at us. You just had someone completely rob your home and give you back 100 bucks out of, out of whatever else they stole. And they just go, you know what? We just robbed you blind. But mm -hmm. here's 100 bucks back. Yeah. Slap that, in the face. How does that feel? Yeah. We just <laughs> violated your privacy. We violated your, your wealth. We violated your home. But here's 100 bucks. Does that make you feel better? Absolutely. The Canadians are angry. They, they revolt. And the, the response from this, this disingenuous act at Rabba supermarket, I mean, for those who actually need the rebate, they don't shop really at, you know, upper scale grocery stores, they're going to be going to, you know, no frills, perhaps a food big, nothing against these grocery stores. I go there too. We all go there. But I mean, you're not going to be going to Whole Foods or, or Longos, right? This is this looked really bad. The optics and and it really turned on uh, Miss Christia Flee My Land Freeland. <laughs> I mean, ever since she came into to office, how many Canadians have fled Canada? And this is just a, one of those topics that we're seeing is just disingenuous uh, and 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 the reckless spending. Look, it's a reckless spending. It's a wealth grab, and it's it's hurting people. And what you need to understand is that there are ways to protect against it. And one of those ways to protect against it is to have actual physical assets that can't be stolen away through inflation. That's what, you know, they're saying even raising interest rates is causing inflation uh, on, right. on the front end because everybody's costs are going up um, in many respects. So that's, that's an added inflation to them, um, ironically, mm -hmm. right? The idea is you're raising it to, to lower it. But nonetheless, how do you protect against that? You need some sort of rebate. Okay, you want to talk about true rebates. Rebate. A true rebate would be having physical precious metals. And what does that mean? How does that work? Well, look at the last 20 years in precious metals. Gold is up well over 400%. Silver, too, is up over 400%. And that means that they have not only outperformed the average rate of inflation, but they've actually improved the purchasing power. And we're going to get into this a little bit later, that, un that we still all need to understand that there's a difference between a currency and real money. And that, that flows into digital currencies as well. People conflate the two, and it's not – and we say it every day. We get caught up saying money every day when what we're actually referring to is a currency. So real money protects real wealth long-term. And gold and silver have done that not only for the last 20 years, but they've done it for thousands of years. You have to think about investing in things that will outlive you. And at the end of the day, by owning 
physical precious metals, you will be able to buy a dollar for 50 cents. And that's what's happened with gold and silver over the last uh, two decades with regard to the currencies because they're printing them into oblivion, they're debt spending you into oblivion, they're raising your costs of living into oblivion, and it's time to take it back. And one of the things that they're looking to do that with is Silver Squeeze 2.0. Absolutely. There is another Silver Squeeze 2.0 happening. Hashtag drain the mint is something that is going viral. I, I would definitely encourage everyone to check that out because this is a reality and kind of a repetition of what we saw with the LBMA with Silver Squeeze 1 that happened. The LBMA came out and they were just you know, almost flipping out, Jeremy. They were saying that we, if had this had continued for another month or two, they would have ran out of physical precious metals to back up their system to black up their contracts, to, to back up the deliveries that they need to deliver upon potential defaults. And this is what's, you know, it's panning out right now. I mean, it's, it's fresh. And the mint being, you know, the U.S. mint, who gets the metals from Scottsdale. And as, you know, as a result of this act of draining the mint, which would be partly of, you know, if I could pull up the tweet really quickly. Okay, so I'll just explain very quickly. So um, thanks. Two, two and a half years ago, we had the silver squeeze, which was basically the meme stock crew got together and said, listen, let's all buy silver, similar to let's all buy the stock, let's, let's be a community here, and we'll drive the price higher. Now, it, didn't it did and it didn't work out exactly what they were looking to do, because at the end of the day, the, the people controlling the commodities exchange, the biggest exchange for precious metals, managed to sort of what they call tamp down the price. But what they did do is manage to completely zap the retail market and the price of silver did rise to over $31 an ounce before it started to come back down. And I would posit that most of the people who did purchase at that time have not sold. That they are strong hands. And ultimately it's all about moving that physical product into strong private hands. And so this new concept of, of Silver Squeeze 2.0 is to do it again. And right. this time, the concept is to go after the U.S. Mint because constitutionally, if they run out of metal, they have to go into the physical market to buy more metal to satisfy demand. Now, I don't think that's going to happen. The Mint will shut down before they, before they, and I know that's unconstitutional, but that's what they'll do. They'll shut down. They'll mm -hmm. say, We're at, we've run out. Sorry, yeah. can't help you yeah. because they don't want the stats to go through the roof. That's true. Nonetheless, it will still have an effect because the more people buy the knowledge and the knowledge grows and it and you start to see movement and it creates uh, can highlight the movement. That's right. Yeah, it creates more and more movement into the market and you start to see the upward momentum and and the idea is to just crack that $30 level that 28 to $30 level, right? So the part part of it, it came from SilverSeek, the, the original article that I read. And this plan is is definitely one that I believe could work. You're right regarding the constitutional obligation of the of the U.S. Mint to just pretty much shut it down. But uh, the quote from the article says, "Drain the mint is the best way to inflict pain on the banksters, the corruption, and the Federal Reserve. Much better drain than much better than drain the comex." So, ultimately, what this is aiming to do is to, to acquire silver eagles. Um, the U.S. Mint has to legally meet our demand. We'll see what's debatable. Um, you know, highlighting the supply issues. The government can't legally pay more than the average price of spot for silver. And we just continue to drain and drain the comics eventually. And the expected results, 
we we clear up the corruption. The comics gets defaulted, potentially destroyed. Uh, you also drain the military-industrial complex. That's huge. And then, obviously, the knowledge of the supply shortages is going to ultimately cause the prices to skyrocket in silver. So this is a very interesting time. Could this work? Well, let's talk about it in the next segment. The number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. Get your physical product today. Hold it in your hand. Have it in an RSP, physically allocated, segregated. You have complete title and ownership of that. This is The Real Money Show on 640 Toronto. We'll be right back. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to The Real Money Show. The number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website, guildhallwealth.com. In the last segment, we were just talking about the Silver Squeeze 2.0. And the basis behind that is to help people understand what buying actual physical product will do for the overall market. I've always said, Jerry, that whenever you buy something that is not actually physical, and that's some sort of derivative of the market, whether it's uh, an, an ETF, a certificate, a gold-backed fund, anything where someone else owns the product and you don't really own the product, pool accounts, all of these things, it you're you're taking the off ramp you're getting exposure to the market but you don't actually own anything and the whole purpose of having physical gold physical silver which is money which means it's a store value means not having counterparty risk so when you do these other type of what become investments because there's a counterparty risk you're 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 switching the the steam valve on a pressure cooker you're taking the off ramp of helping the market rise so these movements of silver squeeze, which there's been iterations of them over the years, is to help get involvement into the market of physical metal. Now, interestingly, you mentioned one of the reasons that they're doing it is because they want to see the Federal Reserve fail. Mm -hmm. They want to see the eventual end to these systems that are corrupting. Corruption, yep. And interestingly enough, this week, we had a couple of disingenuous comments from both Jerome Powell and Larry Fink, Jerome Powell, the chairman of the Federal Reserve, and Larry Fink, the head of BlackRock. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to read you what Jerome Powell said, and we can break down the, the statement. Because again, I think it just gives people a sense of the disingenuous nature of their comments and how they're so misleading and how what we're trying to do is to help people understand what real money is mm -hmm. so that they can protect against a fiat currency that is ultimately robbing them of their wealth. Mm -hmm. right? define, define that that money. Yes. So here's what Jerome Powell said. We see payment stable co coins as a form of money and in all advanced economies, the ultimate source of credibility in money is the central bank we believe it would be it would be appropriate to have a robust federal rule okay so let's just break that down we do see payment stable coins as a form of money wrong it's not money it's not at all it's currency money is a store of value currency is a um a unit of exchange, but it has to be backed by money for it to have value.
okay? So when they say a form of money, it's inaccurate. It's a form of currency, not money. Correct. Currency being a, being a unit of exchange, money is a store of value. So stable coins don't have any value unless you back them by something that does. Mm -hmm. More importantly, and this was the kicker, in all advanced economies, the ultimate source of credibility in money is the central bank. So it derives its value from the central bank. Because they say so. Fiat. Because the because the Federal Reserve has so much credibility right now, <laughs> right? Come on, come on, come on. The credibility is not derived by 12 angry men. I'm misusing the good, term, good but 12 angry men behind a curtain who are, are printing money, print, printing currency. Uh, see, I, okay. I got myself <laughs> printing the currency and putting it out in the world and being able to rob people of their wealth. But don't worry, it's valuable. It's valuable. So you do not you do not derive credibility in money because someone says so. The credibility of gold and silver come from their innate value. The fact that they are precious is talking about that they do not erode, they do not corrode, they're used throughout history for ornamentation and industrial purposes. You cannot say that about currencies. Currencies have one role and that is as a unit of exchange for the money the value that's being stored somewhere else right it's it's the whole iou side so that's uh, i just wanted to break down the jerome powell stable coin saying it's a form of money no it's a currency ultimate source of credibility comes from the central bank no we don't need you to tell us what's got what's got credibility the credibility comes from the innate value of the product itself which is physical gold physical silver let's let's move on to um let's move on to blackrock so fink. larry fink came out this week I'll, I'll make it very quick he basically said that bitcoin is digital gold <clears throat> now let's just put a pin in that for a moment because is this the same Larry Fink that now owns a hundred and seventy plus million dollars in the Sprott Silver Physical Trust, the PSLV? Hmm. Is that the same guy telling you gold is is uh, sorry, Bitcoin is digital gold, but we're actually buying gold. the physical <laughs> silver in an ETF and taking delivery, which is what what the, the analysts in our market are saying, hey, look, we're seeing deliveries from the trust. It, it can only be one entity taking delivery of those sizes. It's probably BlackRock. Mm -hmm. So I think that, again, that's ironic and disingenuous that here you are conflating the two once again, saying that Bitcoin is somehow digital gold and that somehow they're they're the same, which they're not, or, or that somehow you... Better yet, somehow you need to improve on gold. That That's the crazy part. Why do you have to improve on gold? You never had to. You never had to improve. What do you have to improve on? How can you improve it? How do you improve it? It's you melt it down and make something else out of it, Jeremy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> then you improve the same thing. You're transforming it. Look, cryptos are great. The, as a currency, as a platform, I want to be able to send money to you, Jerry, without without having an exchange without having some some intermediary i want to be able to send money overseas make a make a big deal have it transacted in a half an hour 
on a Sunday and let's keep this economy spinning. Correct. Okay. Let's get rid of the middleman. Let's get rid of the, um, the intermediaries. And that's what cryptos are going to do. That's the beauty of the cryptos. But that's just, that's just a product of updating a currency system. Mm-hmm. Currency systems are ultimately backed by gold because all fiat currencies have failed. Mm-hmm. Currencies in themselves do not have any value. 100%. They all, they all come and go. And I'm happy that you brought up these two to you know, shed light on how credible they are because in today's day and age, we have all of the ability to look them up, to actually fact check them, to see what they're investing in. If you're telling me not to do something and you're owning them, your credibility is shot. And this is the reason why people are moving away. This, the credibility actually spoke this week the FOMC minutes came out on okay. Wednesday. <laughs> okay. And that was the big news ticket for the week. Obviously, we want to go through what the Fed meeting minutes were all about. They were releasing their views about core inflation and softening U.S. data and, and their dot plotting. So basically, they came out to say that beginning of the year, the GDP, the economy was resilient, resilient in the recent quarters, but they're going to be subdued going forward in 2023. So subdued, we're going to see a slowing down. But they also said, we will see a mild recession later this year. But it's going to be moderately, we're going to be followed by a moderately paced recovery. So in one statement, they said, we're going to be subduing the economy later on. But don't worry, it's going to be picking up later on. So, so there, which one is it? Is it up or down? Well, if it total contradiction in what they're saying, and if it picks up, they'll say, "Oh, the economy is picking up. We need more interest rates." Yeah, and that's why. So, do you think we're going to get back? Do you think there'll be a pivot? Eventually, we we talked about it a lot. We we kind of uh, prognosticated that hey, a pivot's coming. Let's just revisit that for a second. Um, You know, direct hit, miss, still wait and see. What do you think about the the eventual Fed pivot? I think it's on the table and it has to be considered. We haven't seen the full breaking of the economies. We've seen consolidation of banks. Now we're seeing the rise of, uh, I don't know if you saw the statistics for in the U.S. regarding the real estate figures for Airbnb, the amount of uh, the short-term renters and 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 the activity, the revenues across all states are down almost by 50% across the board. If we have forced selling, because the cost to service their, the, the, the debt on all of these homes, because remember, the realtors were saying, take some equity out, buy an investment home, go into Airbnb, it's going to make you a lot of money. Well, it's not working out anymore, because people are just not going there anymore. So when, the, when these economies and when these bubbles start popping, I think they're going to start to we're going to start seeing the pivots happening. Probably yeah. probably the next one or two rate hikes that are coming up. So they they did back to the FOMC. Yeah. Um, one they're they're saying that some members were favoring a rate hike, but actually went with a pause instead. So there's like talking talking with each other. Are you going to pause over there? Okay, I'll pause. I'll pause too for the last hawkish pause. But we'll see. I think next, uh, the next FOMC, uh, the next Fed meeting coming up this month, they may be raising another 25 basis points. There, there's nothing like not really having consensus to give you credibility. Where is the credibility? <laughs> they just they contradicted themselves. It was just hilarious. And, and this just speaks volumes as to why you need real. 
You need real assets. I mean, there should be there should be complete consensus all the time. They're all so smart. They should all be able to say, "I know what to do." Mm -hmm. It's like a Robert Munch book. I know what to do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they all have the. <laughs> I know what to do. <laughs> so um, you know, you would think that they all have the right answers, and yet they're all they don't have all the answers, and they set these things up for disaster to happen and then they say see what happens if we don't have control we need more control we see we saw that in 2008 they needed more control and ultimately they don't have control and ultimately they don't know what they're doing and they are just reacting to things because if they did know what they were doing they would have been raising rates in 2013 and 14 and 15 and 16 mm -hmm. a little at a time mm -hmm. instead of waiting for some sort of inflationary crisis which they didn't see coming they said it was transitory mm -hmm. so why are we believing them we've got to stop believing them if there is any takeaway from this this one segment it's that they are disingenuous at worst and uh, incompetent at best. Mm -hmm. To avoid all of that, you should have something physical. We're going to talk about digital versus physical in the next segment. Wait till you till you hear about this and NFTs. You want physical product, and at Guildhall, that's what we offer: physical product. We can talk to you about where the prices are headed. We'll do that a little bit in the next segment, but. You know we're sanguine about that we we're, we're optimistic about where the price of the metal is going because ultimately the dollar is doomed and it's going to be about what you own and the value of the things that you own rather than than calculating them in a currency that's worthless mm -hmm. so you want to own the physical product start small go to the e-store guildhallpreciousmetals.com buy some combos we've got combos now We'll mention that in the next segment. We'll talk a little bit about combos. Sweet. But you can buy it in your RSP, TFSA, Lira, Lif, RIF, RESP, physical, fully allocated to you, fully segregated, held in a vault facility outside the banking system. You own it directly. You, this cannot be beat. There's not a single vehicle for registered accounts where you get to own a specific asset that you have direct ownership and control of, no counterparty risk. So give us a call. The number is one eight seven seven eight silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. More to come on The Real Money Show on 640 Toronto. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to The Real Money Show. The number one eight seven seven eight silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. Coming up a little later in the show, we're going to be talking some updates on the BRICS and what they've got planned. Whoa, wait till you hear what they've got planned uh, and uh, its connection with gold and silver. We're also going to talk about undigitizing your wealth or de-digitizing your wealth and some examples that we've seen recently that should make you definitely want to de-digitize or undigitize your wealth. But first, let's talk about investments, safe investments like GICs versus a safe asset or holding real money like physical gold and silver. Jerry? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, this was a topic that came up. Really good question. A question that we do get a lot of from, from people who are interested in looking into precious metals for the first time. Because one way of keeping money inside of the banking system, because it's a fractional reserve banking system, we don't we have too many too much money fleeing, and they, so the banks uh, they they give us this GIC where they say we're going to give guarantee your capital, we're going to give you four percent GIC. So it was a question that came up, and it was a really good question. I appreciate John you asking that question. Um, your question was we're thinking about moving the money that we have from a GIC um, into physical gold and silver in an RSP. Um, but we're wondering about how physical metals stand up over time versus getting 4% in a GIC. Do you have any information or charts that show how even at 4% interest, the Canadian dollar's buying buying power is still losing year over year when inflation is added? I think that would be helpful. So it's a great question, one that we get a lot of. Um, so my, my comment and my, my response was, well, a GIC is at about four percent. When inflation, when the inflation rate is actually higher than the rate of return, the saver simply loses. And if we actually, and if we use the stated CPI, the inflation number, which today is three point four percent, the GIC still makes very little sense, as you would only be appreciating your money by 06 percent. However, the way that StatsCan and the U.S. government's labor statistics calculates inflation has changed since 1980 to make that number lower. And then for me, it's po political reasons why they do that. But when we use the 1980 based shadow stats data that we subscribe to here at Guildhall, we can share this information with you. The CPI should be around 11%. And I shared this chart, what I have below, because we see two lines happening, moving in tandem. We have the 1980-based, and we have the CPI, the official CPI data. So just for those listening <laughs> on the radio and not here in our office, these lines are perfectly parallel. One moves up, the other moves up. One moves down, the other moves down. So you've got exactly the same data points, but because they're reflecting different items and you're having one that's more accurate, which is the way they did it in 1980, the inflation rate is just that much higher on the chart but again it's the number the the lines are perfectly parallel between how they used to do it and how they do it now but the differences are massive mm -hmm. and this is where you know when you start to include um, you know things like why do we use cpi it's to you know pensions and people who are on fixed income they're getting paid by the government based on this so for me personally it becomes a you know, an ethical thing. But here we see clearly 3.4% 3, 3 inflation in Canada. If we use the inflation, the real rate inflation that it's today, we're sitting at about 11 to 13%. So what does a 4% GIC provide to you? Okay, you're given four, but guess what? You're negative eight at the end of the day. And at the end of your term for the GIC, you're back in the losing fiat currency of the Canadian dollar, Jeremy. It's a, it's a, so at the end of it all, I think when we factor these things in, um, and you look at what gold has done over the past 20 years versus all major currencies, we're averaging approximately 8 to 10% in every single major currency, signifying that it is not really the appreciation of gold. Yes, you have some appreciation years due to demand and involvement, but the currencies, all of them across the board, they're losing approximately 8%, which is what I shared to John after he was requesting charts. So I shared the charts, I shared the data to help them 
um, with this critical information to help them make a critical move for their portfolio, for their wealth. So I hope that information was helpful. I hope that the listeners here on The Real Money Show, you're, that you're tuned in to find this information valuable because this is what we want to share. This is why we exist here at Guildhall is to is to share information uh, and, and to represent a new way of thinking about money. And this is just one of those ways. And, and Jerry, you know, you, you, you mentioned over a 20-year period, but even over a five-year period, gold in Canadian dollars is up 54%. Exactly. So, uh, you know, that's 20% on a GIC versus 54% on gold, even if there's a cost to buy it, even if there's a cost to store it and insure it, if that's depending on the, the size of the, yeah. the account. And this is what's keeping us busy. This is what's really keeping us busy and keeping us motivated. People are looking for real solutions, and it's just uh, very exciting to offer real solutions. Yeah, and I think as well, we, we want to keep uh, in mind that gold's protective usage as well as silver's protective usage against against the devaluation or debasement of currency is not necessarily going to be on a one-to-one -one basis or timing-wise you know, you get 11% inflation at one year that gold should go up exactly 11%. It, it's not, it's not a tit for tat. It's binary. not an action reaction binary. Thank you very much. But over the long term, you do see that. And I, I know this as someone who's held gold for over a decade, the longer you hold it, the more you realize what it's doing for your portfolio and, and what it's doing for you. And the longer you hold it, the more, the more you see a usefulness for it. And the more you can see how you would not want to be without it in a, in a market or within a portfolio. So with that said, you got to take a step. You got to start small and build up from there and see where you can, you know, people will start small and we encourage that. Get a little bit in your hand. Go to the e-store, guildhallpreciousmetals.com. Call us, set up, set up an appointment, come to, the, come to the office. We'll show you some different products. Put that physical product in your hand. There's that aha moment when they realize, oh, that's real money. You mean I'm responsible for this. No one else is. It's a great idea. And then they, people will start to feel their way out. They'll say, yeah, you know what? Maybe I've got this lira over there that hasn't, that's been a bit ignored getting some cobwebs. Maybe I should put some physical gold in there. I'll do a partial transfer. I'll just move over some money mm -hmm. um, to put into gold over here. And then as they feel out that process and they see what we're doing and they get, they, you know, they're comfortable with it and maybe, maybe they're enjoying it. They realize, Hey, you know what? I've got a, I've got a, a TFSA too. And by the way, talk to me about this GIC. Is that, is that working or, or not? And it, it's not to say that it, it should only be gold or GICs. They all can have their place. They could definitely have their place. We're not anti it, but it can have its place. But first things first, you got to have some physical precious metals in your portfolio to hedge against the devaluation of the dollar. Exactly. The number, 18778-SILVER. The website, guildhallwealth.com. It's The Real Money Show on 640 Toronto. More to come. We'll be right back. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to The Real Money Show. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. We've been talking about the difference between currency and money. Gold and silver are money. They are a store of wealth. They've been a store of wealth for thousands of years. You want something that is going to outlive you, you know gold and silver will do that. You want to be able to buy a dollar for 50 cents? 
gold and silver will do that. What, what does that even mean? It means that the purchasing power of gold in this atmosphere where, where the dollar is being debased at a rapid pace, gold is retaining its purchasing power and growing at the same time. So eventually you're going to be able to buy that much more stuff with gold, which is why we're so excited about gold and silver being your inflation rebate. Consider it today because, Jerry, gold, you're at the right place at the right time. There is no better time to get involved with gold. When we have the participation and the involvement happening, not just from the clients that we deal with and Canadians uh, across, across Canada, even in the U.S., we're talking about the world. And we, we follow the trends. The trends are your friend. Gold is the right place at the right time. And, you know, just to make a note on on our philosophy is we're not we're very excited about where the value of the metals are going we still see them undervalued we see very little choice out there but at the end of the day it's not that we're permables and we just think everyone should buy it take all their money and get into the precious metals market no i mean ultimately if you just want to have 10 15 percent what we do believe is that everyone should have some in their portfolio. And for that reason, we've got a lot to educate. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people to educate. You know, there was a time, Jerry, going back a couple years where everything was digital. Everything, and even now you've got AI, every, everything is, we still feel this onrush of digital, digital, digital. And with cryptocurrencies, not crypto money, but cryptocurrencies, they, people saw the gains that could be made and they were very excited about the speed at which the market moved. And they even got into these things called NFTs. Non-fungible tokens. Which were, in my mind, cartoons. Basically, do you want to buy... And, and there was a famous artist, I can't remember his name, but um, is it Damien Hurst? I think he was selling the real thing and then selling the NFT version based off the real thing off the real thing. And very few people were, were buying the, the NFT version. Why are we talking about NFTs? Because apparently, um, Justin Bieber bought an NFT for over a million dollars a couple years ago, which is now worth less than $70,000. Say that again, please. <laughs> he bought an NFT apparently worth over a million dollars. And it's one of those monkeys. Oh, the like sad the, monkey. The sad monkey. I don't know, a monkey. <laughs> and it's worth less than $70,000 today. This is an example of, of the value of digital currency. It's only worth what people will give it value, but it has no innate value. I can't put that on the wall, mm -hmm. right? I can't even put it on the wall. I'd have to put on some sort of computer screen or some sort of uh, lenses yeah. or something to be able to even see it. So it doesn't even really exist in our world. So you can see how digital wealth can disappear like that. In the meantime, let's talk about physical metal. Mexico's canceled open pit mining. <laughs> That's a huge trend. Bye-bye silver from Mexico. Hello. Around the world. You know, you, now uh, you're going to need it for all of this solar power. could be just a trend. I don't think so. I think solar power is going to continue to be something that people want. And if they want it to be, the, Vince Lancey was talking about this, if they want it to be more efficient, guess what? You need more silver. you got to dig it out of the ground. You need more silver in there, not less. So as, as these technologies grow, you're going to realize you need even more silver to make these technologies go. And uh, one thing he was talking about in, in advance in technology, imagine this, you know, your, your windshield wiper. Okay, 
Everyone listening, if you have a 100-ounce bar or a 10-ounce bar go take an ice of silver, go take an ice cube out of, the refriger out of the freezer and put it on top of the silver and watch how fast it melts. That's insane. The amount of conductivity it has is incredible. It is. So imagine if you put that in your windshield. Oh, okay. Reflects in the summer. Mm -hmm. Keeps it nice and cool. Yep. I need that. How many and in the winter, have I cracked? And in the winter, <laughs> it, it melts your ice faster than anything you've ever seen. Sign me up. Just one example. Transition lenses, uh, putting it in your clothing, um, the amount that's used in military. It's unbelievable. Aerospace technology. Um, bandages because it absorbs bacteria. All of these things, born, you know, born with a silver spoon in your mouth because it absorbs bacteria. So rich kids got mm -hmm. the silver spoon in your mouth. And blue bloods. And blue blood. So, <laughs> so, so many uses. Uh, it's very exciting. And what's even more exciting, we've been talking about digital, we've been talking about currencies. Let's talk about the BRICS and what they yeah. have coming up. Yeah. Don't be distracted by NFTs and anything. It's total distraction with what Bieber did. But yeah, we are basically seeing uh, how quickly things are moving with the BRIC nations. It's just moving so rapidly from where we were last year. Remember that golden nugget from last year we shared how the Eurasian Alliance planned the Moscow world standard to destroy the LBMA's monopoly, the corruption of the LME and the LBMA precious metals pricing. The Russian finance ministry said, we want that spot price because we do all of the mining, we do all the minting, we are responsible. We should have the responsibility and the privilege for the gold and silver prices. While the Moscow exchange last week, they launched the ruble USD price gold futures contract and even the spot instrument on June the 28th. Then fast and fast forwarding coming up, the BRICS are introducing the currency backed by gold at the August summit that's happening in Johannesburg, South Africa. They're the S in the BRICS with Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. And then there's like 35 other, sorry, then there's like 35 other countries and more, more pounding down the door to join. Yeah, so this is the this is this is the the trend as we're seeing eight consecutive months of China's gold buying, we're seeing 14 straight months of the Biden administration selling strategic oil to keep that inflation rate down. That follow the trends, the trends are pointing to that yellow brick road. All roads lead to gold and don't get left out. Gold is the right, is the right place at the right time. The market sniper was on was on Wall Street Silver recently. He's calling for $3,000 gold in the next couple years. You get a 60, just a 60 to 1 ratio, silver to gold, you're looking at $50 silver. So definitely lots of upside potential. Ultimately, it's what those ounces can buy you, not what they're priced in. The number 18778-SILVER, the website, guildhallwealth.com. Jerry, last, last words? Just remember, when everyone gets, when we start participating, when we do, we're right now we currently have less than 1% of gold uh, involvement from the population around the world. When we have 1.5% of all involvement from everyone in the world jumping into that gold market, you eliminate all the reserves, much, much less in silver. Prices will skyrocket. Gold is the place to be. Silver is the place to be. Give us a call, guildhallwealth.com, guildhallpreciousmetals.com for everything that you need on that e-store. Again, the spot, the combos are back. Get yourself a 25-ounce silver combo. Check that. I put that together myself, and I'll pack that up for you, ready to go. That's it. Thank you, everyone, for joining us this week on The Real Money Show. Can't wait to speak to you next week. And this was on 640 Toronto. See you soon. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.